What's up, you freaks? Welcome to the show. This is Secret Keepers Club. My name is Carly Aquilino. I'm so happy you're here and I love you. Okay, we're all in love. We all love each other. And, and I know what you're thinking. Hey, girl, why is your voice sound like that? I, for the first time, and I can't even tell you how long, have a hangover. And I go out, I go out and I have a kiki with the girlies pretty regularly. But something, I don't know what the hell it was that sent me over the edge, but I woke up with a pounding headache and I had ramen noodles and then I went back to sleep and I took a five hour nap. And here we are, alas, alas. And now I'm drinking seltzer with bitters, which is my favorite drink. I drink it every day. Okay. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm a little weirdo and my belly hurts. So hope you guys are well. I have no idea. You want to know what it is? I was at Vinny's last night and we had wine. We had red wine, which I usually don't go for like a thick red, like, like a thick red. I wouldn't even, I don't even know what kind of wine it was, but like, she was thick. She was thick as hell. Okay. And then I went out with my friend Ashley, we had an Aperol spritz. We were on the hunt for our favorite drink that no fucking bar in the entire world has. We've only found it twice. Um, our favorite drink was just called a select spritz and it's like an Aperol spritz, but it's made with a drink called select. And I know I talked about this on the Spotify chat, but we were on the prowl for that. Couldn't find it. Had the Appy spritz instead. Then my girly Ross calls me. Hi, Ross. I know you're listening. Cause Ross is a secret keeper and he was like, I'm in the area that you're in. Let's meet up for drinks. So then we went out and had beers. So I really didn't drink that much, but girls, it was a red wine. It was the damn, it was the goddamn red wine. Okay. So, but I'm feeling good. I'm feeling fresh. I'm feeling funky. Right. Um, I have a lot of emails that you guys sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com for this week. You guys can always send them in. If I don't get to them, please resend it, bump it up. I'm not ignoring you. I promise sometimes these things just, they fall through the, the cracks. And the most important thing that happened last week is that I'll, I'll give you a little, I'll give you a little taste. Ready? Hold me closer, tiny dancer featuring Britney Spears. Featuring Britney Spears happened. Yeah. It did. So that's been on repeat. And I can't get that stupid corn song from TikTok out of my head. That's my update. You know, not, not, nothing crazy over here, girls. I'm also watching a show. I haven't given you guys a show recommendation in a while because I've been just like, honestly, I got Peacock and I've just been watching nonstop. Like everybody loves Raymond and the King of Queens. And it, it's just the best shit you've ever seen. I haven't watched those shows in so long. And I just started a show called The Resort, which I really like. I don't even think their season's done um, yet. I think it's like coming out weekly or whatever. I don't know if it's exclusively on Peacock or if it's on NBC. I'm not exactly sure, but it's it's really good. So I'm going to watch that tonight when I have my little special popcorns that I told you guys about. Uh, anywho, let's get into these emails here. Okay. This one says, please help your girly out with some tips. Carly, I need advice on two topics, breakups and when one becomes distant in relationships due to stress. First, I could be very wrong, but you seem like you handle breakups very well. You're right on that one. You're right on that one. If there's one thing I'm good at, it's forgetting that somebody ever existed when they wronged me and when they crossed me. I'm a Scorpio. What can I say? But, uh, okay. So 
breakups very well. For me, when I go through a breakup, I'm a complete mess. I feel terrible. I can't sleep, eat, work. I isolate. Everything reminds me of that person. It feels paralyzing. I grieve hard because I love and care the person so much. And I think of all the amazing times, the beginning of the relationship, all of the I love yous, the sex, the cuddles, and then thinking that he's no longer mine and he's out there getting excited about someone new. Your whole routine gets thrown off and I feel a void. What are your tips of going through a breakup and not having it shatter your confidence? and not having to think of all those things like him with somebody else. I broke down at the gosh darn grocery store the last time I went through a breakup because the last time I was there, I was with him. Like how embarrassing. Um, And then we'll go to the, uh, we'll go to the second part. I'll answer this part first. So I've definitely been there and I definitely allow myself to feel all of the feelings, right? Like I'm not just like, I'm not just like immediately not feeling anything about the person. There's so many things that are connected to a breakup that really are devastating. It's like the change in routine that you had mentioned. It's the memories. It's thinking about the good times. And then you kind of start to question your decision going like, was it really that bad? Remember that time we did this and he said that and he bought me this like flowers or whatever. And you start to kind of second guess yourself. So there's always, that is like such an interesting part of a breakup. And anytime someone's going through a breakup, I always tell them like, look out for this because it's going to happen, right? Like you start out breaking up, you're really angry. And then you get to this part of like, I miss them. Um, You don't want them. Like you'll never want, (laughs) you'll never want, no matter how much time goes by, no matter how the relationship was, you don't want somebody that you dated dating somebody else. You never want to think about that. You never want to do that. And sometimes that in and of itself will keep us in a relationship for way too fucking long thinking like, well, I don't want you, but I don't want anybody else having you. Right. You just have to make peace with it and let it go. And you need to put yourself out there when you're ready and see other people as well, because that makes it really easy. I always think of it as like anyone that my exes are with, like after I date them, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh, poor girl. Oh, poor girl. Cause she doesn't even know yet. And I hope it works out between them, sending them peace and love and blessings, right? That's all you could really do. But I don't know. I just kind of, I, it's such a hard thing to navigate, but everyone is different with it. I allow myself to have a certain amount of time usually of like, you know, I'm going to allow myself to be devastated. I've only really, really been devastated over a breakup one time out of any relationship I've been in other times I'm upset or I I'm angry or whatever, but it passes pretty, you know, relatively quickly. Um, but there was a time where I was heartbroken for a really long time. It's something you can't control no matter what, no matter where your headspace is. It's just like, you really love someone and, and breakups are really fucking sad. They suck. It's just the worst. You know, I was talking to my friend about this the other day because she had gone through a breakup a while ago with somebody that she was with for a very long time. And she was saying it's just so difficult because, you know, they were friends. They were friends. They hung out all the time. They did fun things. They went on trips together. They ate dinner together every night and all this stuff. And it's just such a change. And so much time has passed. And I told her like, it's, I think the weirdest part about a breakup is somebody that was such a important part of your life, kind of becoming a stranger again, you you're not talking, you have no communication or you start talking again. You're trying to be friends and you like, 
have this like resentment towards each other and you fight again and you're like, fuck this. I can't, you know, you, some people you just can't be friends with and that's understandable too. But I think the best thing you could do is just be there for yourself and show up for yourself and know that it's putting you on the path you're supposed to be on. Some people aren't meant to be in our lives forever. And that's really unfortunate. It's very sad. I think we all have a person in our, in our lives that we look back on and we're like, you know, it's, that sucks. That sucks that, you know, that didn't work out, but they bring you to different parts of your life and they're there for you for a reason in your life. You know, I always look at people like that too. Like you brought me to, you you were there when I needed you for something and you brought me to a different place And if we had to make our peace after we got to those places, that's fine. You know, Um, it sucks and I'm sorry. And and it is devastating. There's really nothing I could say that's going to make it feel better other than a lot of times I feel like the person spared me. Um, You know, whether it was me ending it or them, I'm usually just like, I feel like I'm spared in this situation. Like there were certain red flags that I didn't want to deal with, or I was dealing with, and I don't want, I, you know, don't deserve to have to put up with that for the rest of my life. And, you know, even though it's hard to see it that way, I just look at it as like, they spared me, even if it was a loving, happy relationship for the most part, I'm just like, you know, the person couldn't give you what you need. And, and for whatever reason, you guys parted ways, but I usually like am very, um, I don't know what it is. I usually can tell way ahead of time that something's not going to work out. Like there will be certain things that I don't jump, I don't jump ship right away, but I'll kind of know in my head and maybe even, and I'm, I don't know if this is the right thing to do, but maybe even like mourn it while I'm with the person, you know, just be like, this sucks. I can already tell that we're not getting along and this is not going to end well you know, but maybe that's what helps me kind of get over things pretty quickly. But also think of it as like this, like there's plenty of fish in the sea. You lived however many years before knowing this person, you'll live just fine. You know, when you get through this hump, uh, I, I, that that's pretty helpful for me too. Like whenever I'm upset about someone, I'm like, wait a minute, I live 30 years, not knowing this freak. And then he comes in with his freaking, you know what I'm saying? He comes in with his socks that don't match. And, and here, and here I am, you know what I'm saying? Like he, here I am sweating over this person and thinking I'm this person. Get the hell. (laughs) Get the hell out of here. Uh, Okay. The next part of this email says, second, have you experienced when you're in a relationship and they get really distant due to work or family stress, or they're so busy all the time with other obligations? I find when I'm dating someone who's really stressed about something, it's always like walking on eggshells and it changes the dynamic of the relationship a little bit. Do you have tips and help uh, with being a great partner who's there for them while also remaining sane and waiting for them to adjust and hoping the relationship goes back to what it was? Or do you just walk away when you feel like there might be too much on their plate? Let your girly know. XOXO, love you, Stanley and Robert, and your adorable parents. Stanley screaming in the background of your podcast cracks me the fuck up, along with Ellen calling into the Spotify Live. I feel like every episode on the Spotify Live, um, which by the way is live every Thursday, 5 Eastern, uh, no, f- uh, wait, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. 
Um, and we have so much fun on it, but every single episode, I feel like Stanley's in the background at some point, like meowing loud and screaming. And I, and I'm like, Stanley, come on, babes, mommy's working, mommy's working, but also that's the sound I wake up to every morning. So, um, it's pretty, it's pretty nice. Uh, okay. So to get back to the second part of the question, I've definitely been in relationships with people who have you know, stressful situations going on. And I've definitely also been that person that's really stressed. And I think the best thing you could do is be there for them. And it's just so hard because there's so much that goes along with it. Like it's number one, them not really having the time or the energy to put into the relationship that you guys are in. But it's also sometimes they're moody. Sometimes they're kind of like, you know, on edge all the time. And again, I've been, I've been, um, both of on both sides of this it's not fun for anybody but I think the best thing you can do is just try and be there for them but if if you feel like it's like years long like if you feel like it's going on way too long where it's just like okay this is just now what our relationship is this wasn't like a a problem that we were having this is like just now what the relationship dynamic is I think that you know you could that's probably when I would start to reconsider um, just because again, what type of quality time are you guys having? What type of quality is this relationship? What is this relationship giving you? Um, you know, everybody goes through things in life. So I never want to be like, just, you know, get out of it. If someone's going through something and not that I think that you were insinuating that, but, um, you know, you got to be there for each other and, and have each other's backs. But if you feel like it's more permanent, like kind of, um, like think of it as like, you know, in the beginning of some relationships, everything's so great. And then it just gets shitty. And you're like, oh no, is this like a phase that's happening in this relationship? Or is this just what the relationship is now? If you feel like it's that, then, then I would say you got to get out because it's, you know, you matter just as much as your partner. Uh, And sometimes we kind of lose sight of that and we give them everything. And then we are like, okay, I'm not being fulfilled in any way. And relationships are for you too you know, you can't be there for somebody have, have them not be there for you. Okay. So let's see. And thank you for the, thank you for the kind words about my babies. I just bought Stanley special treats because he, he's been shedding for months and months and months, but like, I thought it was just like a summer thing. I'm like, Oh, he's just getting a new coat. Like, you know, he's like getting rid of his winter coat, whatever. And you guys, it's insane. So I just bought him special treats that will hopefully it says that it helps with Shetty. So we shall see. We shall freaking see. Like, I swear to God, I pet him and then my hand is covered and like, I have like a mitten on. I'm like, what the fuck? Robert doesn't shed like that. But Robert also is a perfect angel baby girl, even though he's a boy. He's one of the girlies. Okay, this one says, let's just go in order so I don't lose my place. This one says, and there I go, lose my place. Am I stupid? Be honest. Dear Carly and the handsome little kitty babies, tell me why carrying an umbrella when it's raining is so damn embarrassing. True, true. I will not carry it unless it's like torrential downpour, unless I'm going somewhere where I need like, I guess like my hair to not be soaking wet. I'm not carrying a damn umbrella. It is too embarrassing. I own an umbrella. I have one. Even if I have one on me, I'll walk in the damn rain. First of all, I love the rain. I love 
being in the rain. I love feeling the rain. I love just getting rained on. I don't fucking know why. It might be because I'm a freak. But carrying an umbrella is very embarrassing. Anyway, I wanted to write in before I'm writing again because I feel like I need a reality check. I've been on and off with my boyfriend for nearly three years. Uh, I'm sorry. I've been on and off with my boyfriend of nearly three years. No matter how much time passes, I truly feel like I don't have a partner. Not me quoting the red hot chili peppers. (laughs) Wait, no, I'm crying because I know that song. Sometimes I feel like... So that's so funny. Uh, In our entire relationship, we've only hung out during the day on several occasions, like when we're camping together or attending a wedding. Outside of that, I only see him at night when I go over his house and hang out for a half hour before we go to sleep. I work a lot and I only have weekends off, but he works a few days a week. On his days off, he spends the entire day playing computer games. I'm talking, he's playing games for literally eight hours straight sometimes. And then he'll go out to dinner with his mom and he'll be like, you can come over if you want once he's home. He lives with, um, works for and goes out to dinner with his mother almost every night, by the way. Tell me that's not a red flag. I feel so neglected. I literally cry myself to sleep every night at this point. Oh my God, girl, no. The girlies are not crying themselves to sleep. I hate that. He becomes annoyed with me when I ask him to spend time with me. For example, I asked him if we could go for a walk and get some lunch on Sunday. He agreed after making a comment, sure, whatever you want to do, but with major attitude, like it was such an inconvenience for him. That day, he came over to my house to pick me up, said hi, waited by the door. I could tell he was annoyed. My mom was there too, and he barely even acknowledged her. We went out and we barely spoke the entire walk and lunch because he was literally pouting that he had to be out of the house and spend time with me. Girl, you got to fucking, this guy's got to fucking go. I'm sorry. I was trying to be nice before. I'm sorry, but now it's coming out and it's blurting out of my mouth. When he dropped me back off uh, a couple hours later, I was talking to my mom who said that he was complaining to her that it's not really what he wants to be doing on his day off. And that crushed me. He's got to go. Um, I've also asked him if he can maybe text me or call me once uh, uh, once in a while during the day. And he told me that was unreasonable. I'm the one with a full-time job, a part-time job, and I'm in grad school full-time. He works a few times a week downstairs from his bedroom, and it's unreasonable to take two seconds out of your day to say hi. And mind you, this is all new behavior within the last year. I've had partners in the past who spent so much time with me and were attentive and all of my friends hang out with their boyfriends nearly daily and or live with them. Am I wrong? Am I asking too much um, to ask for quality time every once in a while? It hurts so much. He tells me it isn't normal to want to spend time together. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? You want to know what I would, you know what, before I, I'm losing my damn mind, let me finish the email. Uh, he's constantly telling me you can either take what I give you and be happy with it, or you can leave this relationship. Couldn't be. (laughs) He's always telling me that he doesn't want me, doesn't miss me of all the times he's left me, how hard I am to love, not worth the trouble, et cetera. I'm 30 effing years old and I feel like I'm in a relationship with a high schooler. I don't want to leave him because I've had such bad experiences in the past. Girl, being alone is better than being with this clown. And I'm at a point in my life where all I want to do is settle down and start a family. You want to settle down and start a family with this guy who literally plays video games in his mom's basement for a living? I'm sorry, I'm losing it. I'm going to finish the email. 
he feels so safe and so familiar. He loves my animals and he knows about my trauma. And I just don't see myself starting over with somebody new. I don't know what to do. Am I asking too much? Am I being stupid waiting around for him to change? At this point, he was at one point, he was really so sweet, loving and attentive. I just want him to love me again. Ugh, be harsh with me if you need to be. Thank you in advance for dealing with my unstable ass. Kiss you right on the lips. Okay. I have so many things that I want to say here. First of all, this is not your fault. This guy's a fucking clown. Second of all, his change in behavior, people treat you the way that they feel about you, okay? He's telling you what it is just by the way he's acting. And not for nothing, you trying to bring these things up to him and saying, this is a problem. Can we please fix this? I'm going to, you know, this is what I need out of a relationship. And him saying, "You, if you don't like it, go kick rocks. Okay, cool. Bye. Kiss the peach goodbye because I'm leaving out the damn door. Okay. Because I would, that would be it. I, you want to know what? And, and I, it just fucking sucks because sometimes, for whatever reason, we accept these things for a long time, right? And then we go through the breakup. It's devastating. It sucks. You think, you think you'll never meet someone again. You think it, you know, your life is over and, and, like I was talking about before, you doubt yourself and the choices that you've made. But when all is said and done, and when you get past that, you look back and you go, what the fuck was I doing? Like literally what on God's earth was I doing with this guy? And I cried over him and I was upset and he made me feel like shit. He made me hate myself. That's what it is. These people know what they can do and they know that they like, they get their claws in you, right? Because like now he's fucked up your self-esteem. He's made you feel like shit about yourself. He's made you feel undeserving of love or of another partner. He tells you you're too much work. If I'm too much, go find less because there's plenty out there and you could go, bye-bye, kiss the peach. And I'm walking out the damn door. And that's what I would say to him. So, but he's doing that purposefully because he knows that that is what like, is going to keep you there almost, right? Because he's manipulating you into thinking you're this like unlovable person. Meanwhile, all you're doing is being like, hey, can I see you? Or because we're in our 30s and, and you literally go to the freaking Outback Steakhouse with your mom five times a week. Is that a little too much to ask? By the way, if a guy has ever presented to me, you can come over if you want. I literally will delete them from my phone. I will delete from your from my phone. You get blocked. I'm unfollowing you. I'm taking back all my likes that I ever liked on your damn Instagram because I got the time and I'm calling the police and I'm calling the police. I'm calling 911 on you. Come over if you want. I don't want. I'm good. Hey, you want to know what? I'm good. Save me the Uber ride. Save me the freaking, you know, my little, my little blush that I was going to put on was expensive. I'm not, I'm not wasting that to go to your house if you don't want me there. So I'm sorry that I'm getting all riled up. It's just like, I hate to see this happening. I hate to see someone, you know, treating anybody this way. It's not fair. Nobody deserves it. You deserve better. And that's like, you're saying like, be harsh. This isn't your fault. I'm the, the harshest I'll be with you is saying like, please just understand that you deserve better and you're in it. So you don't see it because you believe that this is what you deserve. We accept what we think we deserve, right? And you deserve way better than this. And you'll find someone. I always think of it too, where it's like, I would rather be alone than be fucking upset about someone. I was talking about this with one of my friends the other day. I'm like, I 
am so at peace being single. Like I'm so, and I'm not just, it. that's not a thing that I'm like, you know, like you're writing a list of like all the good things about being like, I'm genuinely, it's like a thought that I had. I'm like, I'm never worried about where somebody is. I sleep great at night. I don't have to fucking like tell someone where I'm going there, the jealousy and the lying and the catching somebody like be, not being on. I'm like, n- spare me, spare me. If you're not making my life better, you're, you're fucking out. I'm sorry. Go for a swim. I don't care. Go for a run, run, run home. Cause you're out. If someone's not making your life better. You got to get, you got to get out. Sorry, guys. Let me have a sip of my, let me have a little sip of my, sip of my seltzer. It's my seltzer that has bitters in it, which is very cute as hell. Okay. Let's go to this one. This one says alert. Men are buying five in one. Oh God. The fuck is five in one? They use it as toothpaste too. Jesus Christ. I had my best friend over my beach house last week and oh, she has a beach house. Where's my invite sister? Had my best friend over my beach house last weekend and she told me this story. She said she forgot her waist, her face wash and was looking in the shower that we never used and found a freaking five in one shampoo, conditioner, body wash, face wash and deodorizer. I screamed and asked, why didn't she just ask me? I have the best face wash options in my shower. She responded with, it was too late. And I was shook, but decided here we go. If this is your sign to become a lesbian, (laughs) if this isn't your sign to become a lesbian like me, I don't know what is, who the hell buys this? Anywho, (laughs) love you, the pussies and the girlies. By the way, how's baby daddy, Chris? I've been meaning to call Chris. I have to call him. I haven't spoken to him in a while, um, but I'm going to reach out. I, I know you guys are, uh, you guys ask about him on the Spotify live and it always reminds me, but I just am the worst. Um, that is insane. Five in one. No, no, don't make me do it. Don't make me marry somebody like that. I'm supposed to spend the rest of my life with somebody that uses a five in one. How is that fair? I pay my fucking taxes. I pay my taxes. I'm a good cook. I mean, are you, you guys, I'm losing it. What is this funny fucking prank that we all have to just go through life marrying these people? Marrying these people. And if being, if being LGBTQIA plus was a choice, I would choose that. I would fucking choose it. I would choose it. All right. I pay my taxes. I work. I pay my damn rent. And you mean to tell me that I need to marry somebody that uses a gray bottle of suave. That's like, it's like, face wash hair wash ass wash ball wash conditioner fucking eye drops toothpaste give me a break why are why is life so easy for men (laughs) oh my god you know what you know what all right this one says XOXO V 
FL virgin for life. Why is it the worst pain ever though? Help. Hi, Miss Carly. Love you lots. And the kitties. I have an urgent question for the girlies because how come nobody really talks about this? I have always been a little bit afraid of sex. I think it was a combination of what people told me about the pain and then like society's love of quote unquote slut shaming, because of course women are the ones that have to take the shame, right? LOL. But continuing, I'm 22 now and I have a boyfriend. So the thing almost happened, but oh my God, the pain was unreal. And Carly, not even a thing really happened. Like there was no actual action happening. If you know what I mean, like I'm giving Ziploc bag energy signed, sealed and not delivered. LOL. VFL virgin for life. Ha ha ha. Ah, but honestly, I was so freaked out about how painful it was that I didn't even want to, that we didn't even actually have sex. Um, I'm not even kidding. Maybe TMI. I mean, is there such a thing like a finger alone would make me cry and pain, not, let alone what's happening? Has anyone ever experienced this? Is it vaginismus? Girl, I know you didn't just drop a word like vaginismus. Hold on. I got to look it up. Vaginismus. Vaginismus. Hold on. Okay. Vaginismus is the body's. See, now, I didn't even know this was the thing. I thought you made it up. Vaginismus is the body's automatic reaction to the fear of some or all types of vaginal penetration. Whether penetration is attempted, your vaginal muscles will tighten up on their own. You have no control over it. Occasionally, you can get vaginismus, even if you have previously enjoyed painless and penetrative sex. Interesting. Can vaginismus be cured? It is a treatable disorder. Treatment usually comes in education, counseling, and exercises. Okay. That is so interesting. So it's like a psychological, it's not like a, it's like a psychological, um, I don't know if I would call it a disease, but it's a psychological reaction. Interesting. Oh, and then they have a graph. Let me look at this. Okay. So regular vagina and then, wow. Okay. Oh God, the cartoon. No, not the cartoons, the vaginismus cartoons. You know what? Who drew that? Who drew that? Okay. But here's the thing. I think, of course, the first time you're going to do it, your first time is going to be scary. It's going to be painful. That's like something that, um, you know, you, you expect going into it. But I will say, I remember, and not that, you know, I, I do remember it being painful. I remember it being scary. I remember like, you know, the, what's important is that your partner is understanding and supportive with you and, and kind of understands what's going on, which I'm sure that he does. Uh, hold on. Let me see. Oh, there's more to the email. I'm sorry. I got sidetracked after vaginismus. Okay. I seriously can't even imagine having sex ever if it was this painful before anything even happened. Why do more people not talk about this? Is this common? Please help me. I'm spiraling. My boyfriend is super sweet and understanding, but I don't think he actually understands why it's happening. I mean, honestly, same at this point. It's such, it's so glorified everywhere. I, and I actually cried after this happened because I felt so bad, like there was something wrong with me. Girlies help also pictured me and my cat, almost a kitty, therefore caught myself. Oh God, I don't... Uh, like that it's called that lol kevin cute your cat's name is kevin wait first of all you and your cat are very cute so 
what I was saying before is it's important that your partner is understanding and supportive of you through this. It's completely normal and natural and, and understandable that you would feel this way. It's a completely new experience. And it's something that I feel like, especially someone in your position where you like, you've been a virgin, you're in your twenties, you know, I think that there's a lot of pressure surrounding it with you and a lot of anxiety surrounding it with you. And I think that might make it, um, you know, a less enjoyable experience. I don't know if anyone's like first time was an enjoyable experience. And that's just me having lived it and me having friends that we all talk, you know, everyone speaks about it um, if it comes up, but it's something that it just takes time. It takes time. And that's why you need somebody that is supportive of you and understanding of you and, and your situation. If you feel more comfortable, go to your OBGYN and, and talk to her about it and just say like, this is how I've been feeling. I guarantee you, she's going to be like, this always happens, you know? Um, but I think you're, you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself and do not, if this happens again or happens five more times, 10 more times, don't beat yourself up over it. Um, you know, I think you're psyching yourself out. Maybe you're psyching yourself out, right? But you'll get more comfortable. Um, and again, if also like, don't, and I, and I, you didn't allude to this in the email, but if you're not feeling it, don't do it. Like, if you are saying like, you could, you know, you could still take your time and wait. Um, because you don't want that to be surrounding, you know, an experience that was supposed to be special. Um, don't feel pressured by anybody else. If you want to do it, do it. Understand that it's, it's a little scary. It might be a little painful. You're going to experience this new thing for the first time, you know, understand that in the back of your head. But if someone's pressuring you to do it, don't, don't feel the need. Um, and keep us posted on that. I would like reach out, like you can email your OBGYN or they have like a portal or whatever. And you could just say, um, you know, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm experiencing. I think it's, I think you're getting in your own head and you're psyching yourself out. Um, and I'm sure your OBGYN will say something similar. Okay. So this says, Hey, bestie. Hello, girly. I'm going to keep this short. My man and I have been talking about getting engaged after dating for almost three years. Oh, congratulations. I'm so excited to start this chapter in our lives, but all the excitements come with some anxiety about my big day. My boyfriend and I want a small wedding. Do you have any ideas on what we should do? I would honestly be so down with it just being family and four and five extra friends. I don't know. I feel like my family will want me to do something big, but that's not really our thing. Where would you get hitched? Um, do you have any advice or any suggestions? XOXO, something that's so embarrassing is when you and one other girl are enter a silent bathroom at the same time. Like, why do I feel so embarrassed to go pee now? Are you going to listen to me pee? Ew. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, okay. So about the wedding thing. I would, I would, you want to know what I would not want a big wedding only for the reason that I don't want the stress of planning it. Like I, I think, well, for many reasons, but that would be like my number one thing. I would want it to be like a really nice dinner that my close family and close friends go to. Um, and you know, maybe like rent out a restaurant, have a band or a DJ or something and just have it be close people, 20 people, 25 people, whatever. And, um, 
oh, maybe 25 is too small. I don't know. What is small? What is small? I don't know. <clears throat> Cause I feel like, oh, I'm saying 20. And then I'm like, I feel like my family might be like 20, you know, but <clears throat> have it small. And I would just have a really nice dinner with all the people that I love, not worrying about, oh, well, you didn't invite this person. You didn't invite this. Fuck that. Fuck that. Um, do what makes you happy. Don't worry about what anybody else wants because it's not their day. It's not their place. It's not their business. And, um, you know, just make it like, also like I was talking to my friend about this the other day because she had just gone to an engagement party and she was saying it was beautiful. Um, and I was like, how cool would it be to like send like your parents, you know, your parents, your siblings, like your close, close family, and then like two friends and their partners or whatever, each like the husband and the wife. And then um, like everybody going away together on like a little week weekend trip. I'm like, that would probably cost what like a small wedding would cost. Like, like not a small, small wedding, but like what a regular wedding would cost. And it would be so special and so nice. And you just go for, for one night or two nights with the people you really love and care about. I think that would be really cool. Um, also there's, uh, in, I don't know where you live, but like in New York, there's like, I remember seeing this like on, I don't know if it was Pinterest or whatever, but there are some libraries you can rent out and they have this like they set it up as a little wedding reception for like super small weddings. And I think that's so cute. Like, how cute is that? Um, so see if there's stuff wherever you live, like little unsuspected venues that that would host you guys. And you could just have great food and get drunk off, you know, drink some wine and and do a, and shake your little tush a little bit. Only with the people that you really love and and care about. You know, you don't have to worry about extended, you know, friends of family and, you know, it's just like, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with that. I would probably end up just like eloping and then have a dinner with everybody and get, get married at the courthouse, you know, but Hey, it's not for everybody. Like, I think weddings are so beautiful. I love going to them, but the thought of planning it, unless I had like a wedding planner to do it all for me, I, I don't think I could deal with it. I don't know how the girlies are doing it. I don't know how the girlies are planning the weddings because it seems like a lot. Um, okay. Okay, this next one says, hey, Carly and the kittens. I'm 34 and I'm just getting back into dating after being divorced. And so far I've had some good and some bad dates, but nothing really has gone any further. I think for the last year I've been dating to get myself back out there, but also working on healing. And I don't really, I, and I don't think I've been ready to start a more serious relationship until now. My question is, how do you deal with dates that go well, but then the guy doesn't follow up and you don't go out again? For example, last night I went out with a guy who I was really excited about and it was fun and we talked all night, but when he dropped me off, he didn't kiss me and I kind of got the vibe that he wasn't into it. Normally, I would always try and keep that bad bitch attitude and say, if a guy's not into me or vice versa, that's okay. I don't need a man and I'm awesome, but I'd be lying if I didn't say that I'm kind of hurt. Um, kind of sad afterward thinking, am I not fun or pretty? Am I not good enough? If I was skinnier, would he call? Like, I don't know. I hate feeling and thinking of myself in that way because a guy isn't interested in seeing me again, but it's hard to feel totally confident when that happens. Anyway, love you. And thanks for the podcast. My sister and I listen every week. Oh, well, shout out to you and your sister. And thanks so much for tuning in. 
but you know what? This happens to everyone. I don't care what you look like. I don't care how fun you are. I don't care if you're the damn queen of England. Okay. It happens to everybody. It's so common and it's okay. Like it sucks because (laughs) something happened to me. Like a few months ago, I don't remember if I talked about it on here, but I know I talked about it on the Patreon. Like I met this guy and he was everything. Right. And I was like, oh my God, I adore him. I met him out at a bar. He was really interesting. He was smart. He was gorgeous. He was fun. He was like really cool and didn't hear from him for, for a few days. Like I actually like didn't hear from him for weeks, but like the first few days, first couple of days, I was like, what the fuck happened? Because how the hell, <laughs> cause I really like this guy. How the hell did, were we on such two different dates that the whole time I'm, I'm on this date, I'm looking at this guy going, I'm looking at him. And I'm like, I was like, wow. Like, <laughs> I was looking at him like, wow, like I met this great guy, right? And then he was looking at me going, oh my God. I'm... <laughs> I'm like, he's like, I'm never talking to this bitch again, you know? And I cracked, like, of course, like for two days, I was losing my fucking mind. And I told myself, I'm like, on that second day, I go, I'm giving myself until tonight. I'm giving myself this much time to be mad about it. And then I'm sealing it up. I'm making my peace with it. And I'm letting it the fuck go because I really don't even know this guy. You know, I went on a date with him. I don't love him. I don't know damn near anything about this guy, except for the fact that like I had a little crush on him, right? I liked him, but you know, I made my peace with it. And then weeks later, weeks later, he texts me and he said, I know I don't owe you this first of all okay he says i know i don't owe you this but and by the way we didn't sleep together if the, if you guys are wondering because people when i tell the story people sometimes ask me that we didn't sleep together we didn't even kiss you know it was like a like a smoochy goodbye like that was really it like a chat see you soon i got my uber and i said this is what love feels like right So he had texted me and he's like, I know I don't owe you this, but I just wanted to let you know that I had been seeing somebody um, before I met you. But when I met you, I just felt like I had to see you again, Um, which is so weird because it's like, oh, so you saw me literally just one more time. He's like, I just felt like I had to see you again. If I I wish I would have met you X amount of time sooner um, you know, before I started dating this person and in my head, I'm like, so you have a fucking girlfriend? Like, so, so really in, in certain way, in a very roundabout way, you said, I'm sorry that I have a girlfriend. Um, could have told me that when we were on the date, I'm like, Oh, when's the last time you dated someone? He's like, Meh, it's been a year. All right. Perfect. He was literally in a relation. He was in a relation and we hate to see it. But I didn't even answer him. I was just like, well, uh, I don't care. 
by that time I had been over it, but it was just so weird. It's the worst feeling. It's the worst feeling wondering like, well, what the fuck? Wait a minute. What the fuck? But the thing is, is that you have to understand when you're dating, especially if you're online dating, nobody is single. Like, you know, people are single, but they're really like, they're talking to people. They're meeting people out. They're going out to meet people. They're going on a few dates. Like if you're dating, if you're in the dating scene, like you're single, but you're not focusing on one person like that you're dating if you go on a date with them. So it's just one of those things. It's about timing. It's about the overabundance of options that everybody has. Um, And it's about people being fucking liars and clowns and snakes, you know, because that's also the thing too. I can't tell you how many guys I've talked to that I'm like, does he have a fucking girlfriend? You're a clown, you know? But don't beat yourself up over it. Girl happens, happens to me, happens to everybody. It fucking sucks. You know? Um, I just, you know, remind myself like, okay, well, some people, you know, maybe he needs to get tested for COVID because he has no taste. (laughs) He's had no taste whatsoever. Otherwise he would have asked for my hands in marriage. Right. Eh, It's okay. I feel like a lot of times we stress about those people too, that like, don't fucking hit us up. Cause we're just like, Oh, you're supposed to, you're supposed to love me. Like, I don't even know if I liked you, but you're definitely supposed to love me, you know, but anywho. All right. You guys, that's it. That's it. Totsy boys. Uh, if you've ever watched great British baking show, that was a callback for that. And I hope you guys are great. Hope you have a great week. Make sure you tune in next week for more Secret Keepers Club. And every Thursday at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific is the Spotify live show called Confessions with Carly. You can join the chat. You can call me. You can join in with the girls in the mess and the four men, by the way, there are four men in the chat and they're straight. And then we got, we got the girlies and the gays. Okay. It's a great crew. It's a great crew in there. Um, but that's every Thursday on the Spotify live app. And I love you guys so much. Talk to you next week. Bye.